Day 11, Pentecost Sunday, Thy Kingdom Come Let's get one thing clear as we begin. In Luke 23, 42, the criminal next to the crucified Jesus says, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. Meaning, perhaps, Jesus, remember me when you finally become king. And Jesus responded to him, I'm telling you the truth, you'll be with me in paradise this very day. Many people have misunderstood this. They have assumed that paradise and Jesus' kingdom are basically the same thing, so that the criminal would be saying, remember me in heaven after we die, and Jesus would be saying, sure, we'll be there very soon now. But Jesus' kingdom, as Luke makes clear, is not about going to heaven. It's about God becoming king in a new way through the work of Jesus on earth as in heaven. That's what all four Gospels are about, and that's what we've been praying for throughout these last ten days. That is the theme of Luke's second volume, the Acts of the Apostles. This is what it looks like when King Jesus sends out his messengers to summon people to allegiance. In any case, as Luke well knows, wherever Jesus may be on the evening of Good Friday, on the third day he was alive again and appearing to the disciples. So wherever paradise may be, Jesus didn't stay there very long. By paradise, he meant the place of bliss and rest in between bodily death and bodily resurrection. That two-stage sequence was all important for the early Christians. They believed that God's kingdom had already been launched by Jesus, that it was continuing through the work of the Spirit, and that it would eventually result in the whole creation being transformed with heaven and earth coming together as one, and with all God's people being raised from the dead, having waited in paradise in the meantime. So, what's all this got to do with Pentecost? Where have we now got to in our prayerful exploration of God's kingdom? I said at the beginning of this little series that for the Jews, the temple was where heaven and earth came together. And we can add to this, many believed that the Torah, God's holy law, was the way in which heaven's life became effective on earth. So the kingdom of God, as seen by Jesus' first followers, is what happened when the temple became human with Jesus and when the Torah became embodied in human lives by the Spirit. Look at it this way. In the ascension, Jesus joins earth and heaven in his own person, his own body. At Pentecost, which is the Jewish feast of the giving of Torah, heaven's life and energy, God's kingdom power, comes in a new way to earth. As the law defined Israel as God's people, the people in whose midst God would come to live in the pillar of cloud and fire, so now the Spirit defines Jesus' followers as the renewed, restored people of God. They are the people in whose very hearts and tongues God has come to live, to enable them to praise Him, to pray for the world and for their friends in particular, and to bear witness to the whole world, whatever it may cost, that Jesus is Lord. By raising Him from the dead, God the Creator has declared that the new day had dawned and that the kingdom was now underway, on earth as in heaven. And this means that we now pray, Thy kingdom come, from a position of paradoxical strength. Strength because the kingdom is already a reality. Ascension is the true feast of Christ the King. 
some people forgetting this have invented another one in late November, which misses the point. But it is also paradoxical, because the kingdom of God, whose coming we celebrate and for whose powerful extension we pray, makes its way in the world in the same way that Jesus' own work made its way, through healing and feasting, through clear teaching and sharp challenge, through controversy and suffering, through holiness and hope. As we pray for the world, as we pray for our friends, as we pray in faith and love for whatever God lays on our hearts, so we pray in that paradoxical strength, that kingdom reality, that spirit reality, that Jesus reality. Now, humanly speaking, it was extremely unlikely that this strange new Jesus movement would ever catch on. But within a generation, it was the talk of the town in Rome itself, however dangerous that proved to be. So, humanly speaking, you might suppose that to have a few Christians today around the world praying, Thy kingdom come, might not have that much effect. Well, let's go on praying it, and we'll see. And so we pray. Father, your kingdom was launched by Jesus, your Son, and now by the Spirit it's given to us to be our inner life and through us to become your sovereign reign in the world. Give us wisdom in our day to see and know what we should be doing as kingdom people and have courage to take that message and that reality to the ends of the earth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.